blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no-holds-barred trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your different host today, Simon Hood. And I'm your different co-host, Chris Hollister. So today we have got a, a bit of a different battle. We've got the Battle of the Brothers. So in the red corner, he tried to tell you about the birds and the bees and the flowers and the trees, but the pollen made him sneeze and smell like cheese. So please give him a squeeze. Because he doesn't have fleas, it's John Spees. <laughs> Fun fact, I did actually have fleas once. <laughs> Man, awkward. Uh, totally yeah, awkward. Yeah. I, uh, a uh, college roommate uh, brought in a pregnant house cat that had fleas, and they got everywhere. <laughs> I ended up just throwing my bed out wow. at the lawn and let the garbage take it away. At the yep. this, it happened, Thankfully, it happened at the end of the year. Yeah, thanks, uh, thanks for the introduction, Simon. That's awesome. And the reminder of the fleas. Yes. <laughs> and fighting out of the other corner, he's hard. He's tough, sharp, and damn near indestructible like Wolverine's claws. It's adamantium speed. Hey! <laughs> hell yeah. I'm really hard right now, but it's nothing to do with adamantium. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> family Good friendly, family, family friendly. friendly show, family friendly show. And I'm editing, so maybe I have to bleep that one. <laughs> oh my God. I can't, I can't help my sense of humor. Y'all know me. <laughs> Wow, I'm, I'm, at, I'm even I'm speechless after that one. So took, took an awkward left turn, but uh, we'll get it back on track. You're excited. Feel these nipples. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so, well, I suppose we'll just jump straight into it. Um, so we've got to work out who's going first. We do need to hear the rules, though. Oh, right. Well, in that case, let's let's throw to the rules. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of ten questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomised. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants, but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. Sweet. So we'll keep it kind of simple to work out who's going first. All I'm really wanting to know from you guys is, who is your favorite Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle and why? Ooh. And there is a correct answer to this. <laughs> <laughs> I want to let my brother go first. Uh, you know what? That is a tough one because at different points in my life, it, it has been different turtles. When I was a little, little kid, when that cartoon first came out, it probably would have been Michelangelo because he was the fun party dude. Um, as I became an angsty teenager, um, it probably would have been Raphael, because uh, he was so angst-ridden. When I became a father, I could kind of identify with Leonardo, and I'm a nerd, which makes me uh, identify with Donatello, so that is a tough one. So I'm going to go with one that I think is 
was my favorite weapon. And that's because I could just could not conceive of how they actually would be useful in battle. And that was the size. And so I'm going to go with Raphael. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to say the nunchucks because I've seen more people break their heads oh, yeah. with nunchucks. It is amazing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and for me, I figured John was going to go Raph because I think, you know, that was one he, he liked for a long time. Especially, it's hard not to connect with Raph in the first Ninja Turtles movie. You know, he's mm-hmm. the one who has, seems the most human, honestly, out of any of them. Um, but for me, because of. One of my absolute favorite graphics novels and, and like kind of story arcs uh, that I've read recently, uh, which is called The Last Ronin. Highly, yes. highly recommend it. I have to pick Michelangelo as my top. Yeah, that was a fantastic book. Yeah, nice. Yes, a hundred percent with that book. That book was amazing. Yeah, no, my my knowledge is all based on the uh, the, the cartoon series and the, uh, the the sometimes awful movies, uh, but we've definitely got a clear winner out of those two. And it would be Michelangelo uh, because I, I agree. Uh, he's he's the party guy. He likes to laze around. He eats pizza. But as you pointed out, he uses the nunchucks. And I mean, anyone can pick up a stick or a sword so- or a spiked socks. fork and hurt someone. I always someone. Did chuck socks. <laughs> yeah, you, you pick up a pair of nunchucks and try and hurt someone. The only person you're going to hurt is yourself. Uh, and so there's a lot of skill and dedication that's obviously going on in the background. Uh, but yeah, so Michelangelo is. Definitely the uh, the lead one in that one. So, uh, Adam, you get to go first. All right. Well, um, it's a pleasure to take movies off the plate first. All right. And I'm the dice roller. I've got my, my, my big die. And it is going to be 90s movies. Yeah. 90s movies. All right. So I'm going to really badly describe a 1994 movie here. I hope honestly, I never. I forgot to mention oh. this, Simon. I seriously hope every single question you bring oh. is Australian or New Zealand, um, and has nothing to do with America because we've done that crap to all you listeners for so long, and I feel bad for it. Yeah, no, I, I haven't. I haven't written them all completely Australian and New Zealand. I, um, I actually did write a full game for Trivial Warfare based around Australian New Zealand questions. Nice. And uh, Nick Groves kicked it to touch and said no, but. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> well, that's why we say right. Nick, Nick, Nick Nick's not in charge. Nick, Nick's not in charge. Don't don't let him boss say, around. It does it it does not it does not surprise me. It, that's a classic Nick Groves move. Yep. Let's just yeah, be honest. He tried here. he tried to blame Jonathan. He said he they don't mainly focus on American but audience and didn't want to you know alienate anyone. <laughs> um, so he's used a couple of the questions since then, mm. but um, oh. I'm keeping that in just so you know. Uh, it grows absolutely. If that's okay with you, please let me use that story. Heck to the yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Nick, yeah, Nick won't care. He won't care. I guarantee that. No, absolutely not. He Actually, thrives no on the on the hate. I think. <laughs> right. So we've got movies from the nineties. I'm going to badly describe a nineteen ninety four movie. I need you to tell me what it might be. Ethan Hunt bites Tyler Durden, and then together they raise Marie Antoinette, teaching her to literally become a bloodthirsty killer. Uh, uh, oh, okay. Well, you're talking about um, yes. So it took me a second, but you're definitely uh, talking about the characters, who are the actors, and then all of that leads to interview with the vampire. Interview with the vampire is correct. Yeah. Nice. On the board well early. done. I was I was trying to figure it out. Was this an amalgam? Was this like one of those like uh, well, Ethan like Hunt is Tom Cruise, Tyler Durden is yeah, yeah is uh, Brad Pitt, yep. et cetera, et cetera. So it doesn't help me, but I got it right away. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you're you're special, John. So there is that. In more ways. Than Full one. points. 
<laughs> right, uh, so Adam's on the board, so now we have John, pick your category. I'm going to go for the obvious one. Let's do music. All right. Rolling it up, and hey, we got 90s again. Okay, 90s music. Now, this question uh, both equally excites me and terrifies me. Um, I've, I've, it's, we're going with a throwback lounge mashup. So <laughs> okay. Inspired, ins- <laughs> inspired by Adam doing throwback lounge, um, and I need to try and sing this well enough that I'm not murdering a hit like Chris. <laughs> um, I am... I'm going to sing the lyrics of a 1995 Grammy-winning song to the tune of another very well-known song. It didn't win any awards, but it is definitely one of the most well-known songs around the world, and it was also released in 1995. John, I need you to name both the songs and the artists. Ooh. All right, bear with me here. <clears throat> oh, I'm nervous. Sorry. <laughs> You know, it sounds so much classier when a New Zealander says yeah. it, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look at the situation they've got me facing. I can't live a normal life. I was raised by the street. So I got to be down with the hood team. Too much television watching got me chasing dreams. Hey. I had to throw the trademark. Hey, I mean, you crushed that yeah. crap. You really did. Well done, dude. <laughs> Thank you. Right, give me one second, please. Simon, I'm sorry. I need you to do that again. Hey! <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is awesome. Right, we, we can certainly try it again. Look at the situation they got me facing. I can't live a normal life. I was raised by the street. So I gotta be down with the hood team. Too much television watching got me chasing dreams. Hey! All right. The melody, I believe, and I can never remember if this is the exact title, is from I'll Be There For You. I believe, I can never remember the name. I think it's the Rembrandts. I could be wrong. The words are tickling something in the back of my brain, and I don't know if I can get there. It sounds like something possibly hip-hop, so I got to think about what was going on around 95. I cannot remember if I cannot remember if like Dr. Dre's Chronic came out in like 94 or if it wasn't until 96 Um, uh, I'm just with a for lack of options I'm just gonna say uh, for the second one California Love by Tupac Shakur okay I'm not gonna give away too much but that is not correct so we'll throw okay. it over to yeah, Adam. Yeah, baby, for the don't worry. I got this. John was correct. It is the Rembrandts, uh, and I'll be there for you. Um, but the song, now I'm not gonna. I can't remember all the other lyrics, but I know that first one. Look at the situation. They got me facing. That is Coolio's "Gangsta's Paradise." Is the other song? One hundred percent correct. Yep, that is it. Wow. All right. 
So after round one, Adam has the lead. It is 20 to John zero right now. Uh, our end of round one will be after 10 questions. But hey, we appreciate the, the middle. <laughs> I mean, never uh, mind. You know, crank call. Again, I'm, see. I, You're I, used I, to very I, short, I, quick little I, rounds. I'm a little on the nervous side right now. I'm used, I'm used to getting answers no. wrong on this show. I know you're you're coming on to our big <laughs> trivia show here, Mr. Hall of Famer, and yeah, oh gosh. Oh. Well, I'm uh, just going to sit down here and shut the heck up. That's why I volunteered to host. I get my ass kicked on all of these shows, so yeah. this way I can't lose. <laughs> all right, uh, so Adam got the steal there, uh, which means it's Adam's turn to pick again. It is. And between John and I, we call uh, movies, music, and TV the big three, because for us, those are our three best categories, I would say. Uh, and so I'm going to pick TV. All right. And we've got the 80s. Okay. The 80s. Okay. Let's scroll up. 80s TV. Picture it. Florida, 1985. A TV show debuted that ran for seven seasons revolving around four older women living together who usually resolved their issues each week while talking over cheesecake in the kitchen. You just need the name of the show? Or do you need all their names? Or do you need all the characters? I can give you whatever you want, bro. (laughs) Yeah, go go for go, mate. You give me what you want. I just need the name of the show, but uh, it sounds like you've you've got a pretty good run on this. Oh, yeah, and I love that they would always go on to the lanai. Um, It's always a good thing. I I love me some Golden Girls, of course. Yeah, Golden Girls, it certainly is. I used to love uh, Sophia's stories. Picture it, Sicily. Yeah, there you go. Picture it, Sicily. Yep, yep, good, good reference. All right, so with another... Correct answer there. It takes us back to John to pick a category. All right. I've got to get something here. Um, let's go food. All right. For food, we've got the 90s again. Wow. 90s wow. have been very popular today. That doesn't bode well for later on in the game. Uh, yeah. right. <laughs> food, from, food from the 90s. Hey, if I need to change dice, you guys tell me, all right? I, I, I'm I, loving have, it. Yeah. I have pinch hitters. I'm ready to go to the lefty if I need to, all right? No, it's 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 all good because any leftover questions I'll send to these guys so they don't have to think about 50s, 60s questions too hard. <laughs> yeah, much appreciated. <laughs> Every, everyone knows the 80s and 90s questions, but uh, yeah. Uh, all right, so food in the 90s. In 1995, why were Dennis Rodman and Donald Trump encouraging people to eat their pizza the wrong way? Oh, I think it was because of uh, the advent of stuffed crust. Yeah, Pizza Hut yeah. stuffed crust came out in 1995. I'll take that. That's a that's an answer. Yeah. You're on the board. Absolutely. I just had some stuffed crust pizza yesterday. And I'm not given the score this time, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. We, we could be looking at uh, two people making the 200 club at this rate. Yeah. <laughs> Not likely. <laughs> All right. So that will throw us back to Adam. Pick a category. Hit will. And of the stuff we have left, I'm not super strong in a lot of it. Um, so I think my best between them is sports. 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 Sport ball. All right. Up. Oh. All that we get, Chris doing his classic Chrisisms here. <laughs> Love it. All right, and we're going to the '60s for this one. The '60s. Okay, '60s sport. Sports. <clears throat> the 1960s were a particularly good time for this Australian guy to play tennis. Throughout the decade, he won the U.S. Open twice, the French Open twice, the Australian Open three times, and Wimbledon four times. This included the Grand Slam in both 1962 and 69. 
Nice. <laughs> giggity, giggity. Um, yeah, when it's uh, Australian tennis players of that much dominance and of that time frame. Ooh, you know what? Was she? Can I hear that one more time? Sure thing. The 1960s were a particularly good time for this Australian guy to play tennis. Okay, uh, that's all I throughout. needed. All I needed was to make sure it was a male and it wasn't, uh, for some reason, Margaret Court, because no, this is Rod Laver. Yep, Rod Laver is correct. Okay, that's all I wanted to double check on. <laughs> impressive, most impressive. I just need to remember that blokes like John Newcomb, while also pretty dominant around that time, uh, weren't as well known elsewhere other than Australia. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't know. Trust me, when it's like 60s tennis male, you go Rod Laver in your head. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So it brings us back to John to pick another category. Uh, what do you? What would you like, John? Um, let's let's take toys and games off the table. All right. And we are going to the 80s. Okay. okay, 80s, 80s, 80s. Toys and games. First released in the US by Tonka Toys in 1984, these lovable, huggable plushie toys each came with their own adoption certificate. While they didn't have bright eyes, they were still cooler than Katrina Stoneheart. What were they? I thought I had it, and then you added some stuff at the end. Could you <laughs> repeat it one more time, please? Sure. First released in the US by Tonka Toys in 1984, these lovable, huggable, plushy toys each came with their own adoption certificate. While they didn't have bright eyes, they were still cooler than Katrina Stoneheart. You know, I think I actually wrote a question about this not that long ago. And now I'm now I'm kind of blanking on which one it is. Came with their own adoption papers. My initial thought was was pound puppies but i don't think that's it because the the whole the clues aren't lining up and it's an obvious answer and i'm stalling for time clearly um um i don't know cabbage patch dolls cabbage patch dolls uh is not correct uh adam can you steal um, I'm struggling with this one too. And like the clues that you're giving at the end, I'm just not picking up on. They're lovable, huggable. So, but the adoption, I mean, I like the idea of pound puppies, but I don't think so. I don't think so with the other stuff. Uh, let's go Katrina Stoneheart. And they're cool. You said you had like the, uh, Care Bears. Care Bears is not correct. Chris, what do you think about that? You know, it was funny because, like, John, when he, I thought he pulled a Jonathan when he just came out with Cabbage Patch Kids, um, pulling a Jonathan meaning from Trivial Warfare, of course. But um, I'm really kind of, I'm with the, I'm with the brothers here. I, I really thought it was Cabbage Patch, but that last little bit threw me off. Uh, so I'm just gonna, um, I'm gonna throw out a complete guess and say Teddy Ruxpin. No, not Teddy Ruxpin either. It, it was definitely mentioned by both of you. Um, <laughs> oh. Pound after puppies? the toys came out, uh, pound puppies. After the toys came out, oh. they ran a TV series where the main dogs were Bright Eyes, Cooler. Oh, the lady who ran man. the pound was Katrina Stoneheart. Oh. 
Wow, I should have gone with my first instinct. It did, yeah. I did. I didn't didn't watch the cartoon at all. Man, I forgot there was a cartoon. Holy crap! (laughs) But what was funny was I was also gearing in on Cabbage Patch Kids because, like, we're helping my aunt clean up some stuff, and we found an old adoption certificate from my cousin's old Cabbage Patch Kids. And still sealed and everything. And I was like, oh my gosh, if you had the still Cabbage Patch Kid, do you realize how much that thing would be worth with the papers? Holy yeah. crap. John, isn't isn't the yeah. Cabbage Patch like area near us? Like, isn't yeah, it, the, it's a Georgia the, thing. That's why my head hosp- goes there. Yeah, the hospital where they're born at is, is I forget, somewhere in Georgia. I think north of Georgia. Like near Dahlonega or something like that. Yeah. So yeah, we, we, like, we went there in elementary school kind of like yeah. one of those kind of trips so it's like that's yeah. much closer in my head but yeah darn it pound puppies it's a good one yeah no, I, I wrote it in mind thinking there's a couple options where you get a uh, an adoption certificate and yeah yeah that's good both, it's a very good question fell into the, yeah fell into the trap <laughs> yep uh so with that that brings us back to adam adam you've got nudes and politics fashion slang and literature left um, I am not the biggest reader, but I do love me some comics. And because you brought up TMNT, maybe you like comics too. I'm going to guess there. Uh, I'm going to go for literature. All right. And the sixties, the sixties. Okay. And we've got another badly described one here. This time we have a badly described 1964 novel, uh, where an old man takes his grandson on a tour of a mysterious factory only to witness other children being horribly mutilated. Yes. Um, all right, I just want to make sure I get the name of the Roald Dahl version, which was not the name of the movie originally, but it was the name of the uh, version with Johnny Depp in it, so I'm going to go Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is correct. All right. Willy Wonka, yeah. Willy Wonka, Willy Wonka, <laughs> Willy Wonka. <laughs> yeah, you might, you I, might have missed a bit at the start, John, where I said I haven't read any of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comics. Not a, uh, not a huge yeah. comic guy. Oh, <laughs> my bad. But it didn't matter. You you smashed literature, and it brings us back to John to pick another category. Oh, I'm so far behind. Um, uh, Let's do news and politics. Okay. And, uh, well, we're going to the 80s. 80s nudes and politics that's news not nudes i heard nudes as well <laughs> yes i was like whoa 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 simon i know we're talking you're talking to uh, americans here but dang dude uh, that, that may or may not have been a freudian slip um, <laughs> fair enough i mean you know if it was the okay. 90s it absolutely could have been nudes yeah i do not have <laughs> all right I nearly wrote that as my fashion question, but um, <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. Oh, the blue, oh, the blue, blue dress. dress. Yeah, exactly. With that. <laughs> yeah, moving on. But news and politics in the eighties, the rings of which planet were first discovered on twenty second July nineteen eighty four, and then later imaged by the Voyager two spacecraft in nineteen eighty nine. I think this was Jupiter. Jupiter is. Not correct. Uh, uh, Adam, can you steal? All right. So planetary rings, of course, you think of Saturn, but could you reread it for me? Yeah, sure thing. The rings of which planet were first discovered on 22nd July 1984 and then later imaged by the Voyager 2 spacecraft in 1989. Okay. Well, 
Saturn's rings, I believe, were discovered way earlier. And so this leaves me to either Neptune or the one I really want to say. Um, and are you the type of person who would make that an answer? I think you are. So I'm going to say Uranus. Simon, that's going to be my answer. Okay. I was hoping that uh, you'd, you'd pick up the oh, fact that I would like someone Neptune. to say Uranus, but it is Neptune. Darn. Yeah, unfortunate. Uh. <laughs> Uh, that brings us back to you, Adam. Uh, we've got fashion or slang. Uh, easy-ish for me. I'm going to go with slang. <laughs> Unexpected. <laughs> All right. Let's see what we got here. All right. We're going to the 2000s. Oh, sweet. In the year 2000! I said words then. Uh, okay. Slang from the 2000s. Originating in Australia in 2003... This tasty term describes a person's body fat that extends horizontally over the edges of the waistline of tightly fitting pants. Wow, I didn't know that it originated in Australia. Uh, I'm going to have to go with a muffin top. Muffin top is correct. Wow. No, I know. Uh, yeah, like a blind deer. I had no idea about that one. <laughs> yeah, it generally started on a, uh, a show over here called Kath and Kim. Um Made the likes of the um, the dictionary and word of the year over here, and then obviously started spreading elsewhere. Nice. But uh, yeah, very cool. All right, and so that will leave us with fashion for John. Mm-hmm. Ooh, fifties, man! No ease for back. you, John. My goodness. No. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> fashion in the fifties. Which fantastical sounding haircut? was popularized in the 1950s after Audrey Hepburn wore the style in her debut film, Roman Holiday. Uh, is that the pixie cut? It is the pixie cut. Well done. Nice. Good job. Wow, I would not have gotten that, John. That was... Uh, uh, that was uh, That is that only was nice. from having to constantly research 50s fashion yeah. questions. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. That... That is one of the questions that I have actually heard on the show quite a while yeah. ago, and I could not be asked trying to find another 50s fashion question. <laughs> um, <laughs> Some of the research um, on those older older ones, particularly like the slang, the fashions and whatnot, can be, even the, some of the older toys and games, uh, it feels like it's getting repetitive and it's a stretch. We have to go kind of some weird, weird, uh, wacky stuff to, to make sure we stay a little bit. You know, I, unique. I literally had to frantically rewrite a question last night because we had obviously looked at the same wiki page and <laughs> you had written a word-for-word word question the same that I'd written. Yeah, nice. <laughs> like, did um, they have so, underwear back in the 50s? <laughs> do we wear underwear now? Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's a good question. Maybe not, maybe not where you're at, but I yeah. do. Yes, sir. Yeah, his down under How is something mean? totally different. <laughs> That's, that's oh, why they never is... found the rings of Uranus. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Uh, Slow pitch softballs for y'all. Slow pitch. All right. So, so after, that brings us oh, to the... Oh. <laughs> Go ahead, Simon. Say that. Cue me up. Cue me up. That brings us to the end of the first round. Uh, Chris, can you give us an update on the scores? I absolutely can. Um I'm really glad John got that last one because it was uh, it was a butt kicking up until that point. But right now it's within reach. But Adam is winning sixty to John's twenty. Love it. Of course you are. <laughs> I'm very competitive. If you if you don't love it, then like what the heck? Mm-hmm. Why am I in here? What the blue hell? Damn it, Bobby! Dang it, Bobby! <laughs> 
Right, so we don't have a midpoint question because it's the other podcast. Yes. Um, <laughs> that's, that's Chris's show. Did you write one? And another one. Um, but that brings us to the second round. Uh, so, Adam, you went first, so that means you get to pick Fashion for John. Vice versa, John's picking Vice- something for me. Yep. Yeah. We'll switch it around, but I, yeah. I think we know how it's going to go. <laughs> uh, actually, I'm going to give him slang. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, all right. All right. All right. All right. For slang, ladies and gentlemen, we get the 60s. Okay. 60s slang. And it looks like we're keeping with the theme here. Not to be confused with a giant evil robot from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. This phrase was introduced in the 60s to describe a guy who was follically challenged. Chris Hollister? That's just a joke. Oh, hey. <laughs> Mine is 100% by choice, thank you okay. very much. Because being a fat dude, it's so much easier to wipe off sweat with no hair. All right? Yeah. Hashtag yeah, no, just mine, saying. Mine, mine's not. Mine just looks like someone hit me here and it all fell out the bottom here. Oh, okay, good. Well, same here, but it just went lower for me. hi <laughs> you read it one more time sure thing not to be confused with a giant evil robot from the teenage mutant ninja turtles this phrase was introduced in the 60s to describe a guy who was follically challenged i mean my head goes to the turtles and when i think of the giant evil robot but he's also the brain alien but that doesn't i've never heard of that as a slang before and so now i'm really worried that i'm going to just give this over to john but I got to go with Krang. Adam's going with Krang, and Krang is incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> John, can you steal? Um, I'm trying to think. So the, the turtle, me- turtle nodded nod- I know. To me. <laughs> Apparently, I, I don't know as many of the villains as I think I do. Um, my my head immediately went to like the Technodrome, but that wouldn't be it. So I'm just gonna throw out a hope that they named a evil robot Chrome Dome and call it that. Call it Chrome oh, Dome. that's good. That sounds like it. Chrome Dome is your correct answer. Nice. That's the way to get some points back right there. Coming up strong in the uh, the second round. All right. So I'm going to get lost constantly through this. uh, So I believe now it's John's turn to pick for Adam. (laughs) No, Uh, no, I did that for John. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's it's lucky someone has an idea on what's happening because it ain't me. (laughs) I can tell you this. It's a lot easier to remember when you're on this side of it, and yeah. you remember whether you picked first, as opposed to when you're hosting, because I forget constantly, so don't feel bad. Yes. Yep. Uh, and I am going to follow protocol, and John will get fashion. <laughs> All right. Rolling it up. Fashion is the 80s. It really wasn't, but... Uh... <laughs> okay, fashion from the 80s. I need you to name this well-known New York fashion brand that was founded in 1984 by the Queen of 7th Avenue. I'll accept the original company name, which is her name, or the later shortened initialized version. You know, with the amount of times I've had to research fashion questions, you'd think I'd know more about fashion. But I feel like I know more about the early fashions because I'm constantly, I don't know why, but the dice seem to love the 50s and 60s. They pop up for me too, yeah, way on the early side. Way more. So I don't know as much. Um, Queen, did you say Queen of, could you tell me what that nickname was? Queen of something? Yeah, the Queen of 7th Avenue. Queen of 7th Avenue. Uh, 
I'm sure it's something I've heard of, but I'm not going to be able to get it. It's not going to be Chanel. Um, I've heard this name a lot today, so I'm just going to say Diane von Furstenberg. <laughs> Diane von is not correct. Uh, Adam, can you steal? Uh, I might be able to, because I think the shortened version is DKNY, and I think it is Donna Karen. Correct on both counts. Yep, with the steal. All right. Ooh. All right, man. Uh, good steals on both on both sides, right there. Impressive, most impressive. <laughs> right. So, Adam got the steal. Carry the two. Uh, John picks for Adam. <laughs> Excellent, right. <laughs> um, only because I don't want it, I'm going to give it sports. Sports! Sports! All right. We are going to the 80s. Dice are loving the 80s today. Mm-hmm. I know. That's, okay. uh, it's happened five times so far in this game mm-hmm. so far. So my dice like 90s and 80s for some reason. What the heck? Right. S- sports in the 80s. What inaugural event took place at Madison Square Gardens on March 31st, 1985, in front of a crowd of 19,121? The winning team on the night included Lawrence Chiro, defeating a team led by Roderick Toombs. I do believe Roderick Toombs is Rowdy Roddy Piper, uh, and I believe, brother, this is WrestleMania. Yeah, WrestleMania. Wrestling is a sport, but yeah, you're correct. You've got it. <laughs> hey, when what they put their bodies through, absolutely a sport. Absolutely. Just the only thing is, is that you know what happens. At, uh, you know yeah. it's been predicted at the end, but everything else in there is absolute insanity. You know, I used to think I used to just be adamant that wrestling was a, was not a sport, and then I I saw the. Uh, the clips of the Undertaker Mankind uh, oh, Hell in a Cell, Hell in a Cell match, and that I've yeah. I've since changed my mind. Yeah, yeah. He has like a tooth up in his nose. Oh. Like <laughs> the guy took took some damage. It it is it is obviously scripted, but it, it is a hell of a physical like just what well, yeah you're right. What they do is amazing. That the, the body can do that. Sometimes obviously can't because things go wrong. But um, yeah, it is. <laughs> hey, <I'm sorry. laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. That was my uh, that's my trivia buddy. That's uh, Mr. McFoley. Right. So now, if if I've kind of caught up, that should lead us to Adam picking for John. Yeah. Good job. Oh, I got a question. Oh, I got a question right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I don't want it. I'm going to give John news and politics, even right. though I work in government. <laughs> We're going to the aughts, two thousands, up to the noughties. Oh, that's so much better. I like that. That's good. Yeah. Right. News and politics. On May 20th, 2002, Janana Gusmao became the first officially elected president of which nation when it was officially recognized by the UN as an independent country, becoming the first new sovereign state of the 21st century? Okay. Repeat that one more time, please. Sure thing. On May 20th, 2002, Janana Gusmao became the first officially elected president of which nation when it was officially recognized by the UN as an independent country, becoming the first new sovereign state of the 21st century. Okay. Well, I think it's 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 too late for the breakup of, like, Yugoslavia and Czechoslovakia. That would have been the 90s. Uh, um, I'm trying to think... 
Sovereign Nation, 2002. I think this is not... If this is a country in Africa, this is not my strong suit. I really have to beef up on my African geography and history. Um, Let's see here. Let's... This is not at all right, but I'm going to go with uh, Bosnia and Herzegovina. Going with Bosnia and Herzegovina is not going to get you the points this time around. Adam, can you steal? Um, I'm going to pretend like this will help me. Could you spell Goosemau? Uh, yep. G-U-S-M-A-O. Yeah. It's not helping me. Good <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and hmm. Janana is like banana, but with an X at the start. Okay. Like Xanadu. Huh. Xanadu. That's <laughs> stuck in my head. Damn you, Olivia Newton-John. Again, you ruined my day. Not necessarily. Yep. Just, again, so many times. Um, I mean, I have no clue, and I have no clue in what part of the world, and so I'm probably going to... Uh, make somebody but i can't not guess you know i'm too competitive to not guess even to try to be funny um so let's go with laos laos while closer is also not correct um but chris have you got any ideas on this one <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> no not one bit this is definitely not my subject for sure this one was definitely closer to home on this side of the world um I actually lived and worked in this country for a little while just after they had their uh, their war for independence. Uh, this was East Timor. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. If you gave me a thousand guesses, I still yeah. wouldn't have gotten it right. Nope. But good question. Very good question. <laughs> there's, there's, there's not a lot of ends you can give to uh, some of these news and politics ones. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so... John's picking for me. John got it yeah. wrong. Adam got it wrong. John's picking for Adam. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's right. See? Um, I know Adam's not much of a reader, so let's give him literature. All right. Yeah. Literature? But All if, right. If, they made a, if they'd have made a movie about it, though, then I, then I have an in. All right. Go dice roll. All right. For literature, we're going once again to the 90s. Okay. 90s. Okay, so literature in the 90s. Yeah, thank you, Simon. The original series of these... (laughs) The original series of these books began in 1992 with Welcome to Dead House and ran through until 1997. They were incredibly popular, at one point selling a frightening 4 million-plus copies a month. Yeah. I, I feel pretty darn good about this one because they did make a show about this, but that doesn't matter because this was a phenomenal every kid my age uh, read these, and I believe this is Goosebumps. Yeah, Goosebumps is correct. I yeah. Looking that one up and remembered getting the old Scholastic Book Club magazines and that at school, and that's how you used to order books, and yeah, it <laughs> brought back a lot of the feels. <laughs> it did. I, yeah, those book clubs, even I loved those. There was a time when I... So the kids' books, actually, is the stuff I read. And actually, I got two kids' book questions. Uh, it wasn't until, like high school when i stopped paying attention i just started spark noting everything i literally didn't read the damn thing <laughs> all right so a couple things here you said 1998 for that simon 
No, he said two. He said 1992. Oh, 19- okay. I don't- All right. I was at least 18 at that point in time. And then there was no things as spark notes. It was cliff notes. Uh, all right. So Sp- you, spark you, notes uh, were the free online version. Look, you young whippersnappers. All right. I'm just, yeah, whatever. Get off my lawn. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> right. So John gave that to Adam. So that means it's hopefully Adam's turn to give one to John. That sounds so bad. Um, Insist, a game for the whole family. <laughs> whole family. Let's give him toys and games. Oh, and then you choose toys and games. All right. Yeah. I see how you are. Yeah. All right. We're going to the 50s. Nice. Figures. I guarantee you've written a question about it, John. We've gone through so many like old school toys. I just have to remember the question. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, 50s toys and games. Although bamboo and cane versions had been round for some time, this toy gained international popularity in the late 50s when a plastic version was successfully marketed by the Whammo Toy Company in California, not Hawaii. Um, one more time, please. One more time. Sure. Although bamboo and cane versions had been round for some time, this toy gained international popularity in the late 50s when a plastic version was successfully marketed by the Whammo Toy Company in California, not Hawaii. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I have written a question about this, and I'm trying to remember what it is. So not Hawaii. See, my head immediately went to like something about surfing, but that can't be it. Because I would not consider that a game. Or a toy. Um, but would I? <laughs> fair. Um, no, you wouldn't. You have more sense than that. <laughs> you're an intelligent man, Simon. Um, you're not my brother. Um, <laughs> that was low hanging fruit. I had to take it. Um, okay, let's see here. Hawaii. I don't know. Toy ukulele? Uh, ukulele is not what I'm looking for. Adam, can you steal? Uh, John, you're going to beat yourself up for this one, I think. Probably. Um, I believe because in Hawaii they do a lot of hula dancing. I think this is the hula hoop. Oh, okay. Yeah, the hula hoop is definitely it. Uh, I, I tried to put the emphasis on this toy had been round for some time rather than oh, around. Nice. But, uh, I totally missed yeah. that. So did I, apparently. <laughs> Dave, I want my hula hoop. Yep. Okay, uh, so Adam with the steel means John's picking for Adam. Yeah, mm-hmm. I say as a question. Um, <laughs> you are correct, sir. I was kind of hoping he'd throw food to me, so I, I, I'm going to go ahead and give it to him. Hopefully, he misses it and, and I can steal it. So I'll give right. food. We're going to the '60s. '60s food, right? Sam Panopoulos created what controversial dish in 1960 that could be described by this sentence? A Canadian invention by a Greek immigrant inspired by Chinese cuisine to put a South American fruit on an Italian dish, which has gained its greatest popularity in Australia. The f*** did you just say? (laughs) (laughs) Family stuff. Come on, Adam. Family stuff. Um... I'm going to need a reread. Sure. And a translator for him. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. 
Sam Panopoulos created what controversial dish in 1960 that could be described by this sentence? A Canadian invention by a Greek immigrant inspired by Chinese cuisine to put a South American fruit on an Italian dish, which has gained its greatest popularity in Australia. Fruit on an Italian dish. And Australians eat it. <laughs> so many cultures and I'm all over the place. Um, oh. Durian poutine. I, I really have no idea. <laughs> That's horrible. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it sounds horrible. No, I think you would be correct. Uh, that would be bloody horrible. That <laughs> shut up. Um, that is horrifically incorrect. Uh, John, can you steal? I actually do believe I can steal on this one because I have heard the history of this, and there are a lot of there are a lot of things that we blame Canada for. Uh, but one of the things uh, that I absolutely blame Canada for is you do not put pineapple on pizza. I believe uh, this yeah, is the Hawaiian pizza. Yeah, Hawaiian pizza is definitely correct, and um, yeah, they're great. No, no, no sir, you're wrong. <laughs> you are very wrong. Yeah, right. No, yeah, no pineapple on pizza. For me. Yeah, yeah, no, no, mm -mm, mm, no. Hmm. no like, like I said, no. It, it, especially through the eighties and nineties, it was huge growing up. Everyone loved it, but uh, no, and again, that's that's exactly why we said it's a, a controversial dish in the 60s. Mm, yeah, <laughs> literally awesome question. Everything makes sense that I'm reading through it, but I couldn't, when I, when you first said, like, <laughs> controversial dish, I'm going to be like, oh, sweet, turducken, and then I couldn't get off of, like, other weird stuff. <laughs> I was way off, so great, great call. Great question. Good job, John. Right, so that should leave us with the big three uh, with, what, Adam giving one to John or passing yep. a question to John. Yes, and I think his weakest of these three is TV. All right, and we're going to the, what did you call it, the Naughties? The Naughties. <laughs> the Naughties, nice. Okay. Uh, 2000s, Jethro Gibbs, Tony Donozo, Ducky Mallard, and Abby Suto were the main characters to appear in the very first episode of a very long-running naval-themed crime procedural series. Premiering on September 23, 2003, NCIS was a spin-off from what other naval legal drama? Uh, you know what? I was wondering which one you were going to make me say, and I know them both. <laughs> uh, the correct answer is JAG. Yes, JAG is correct. Tried the old bait-and-switch, but uh, you're definitely onto that one, mate. Yeah. He used. He definitely used to watch NCIS for a while. I, was I a, watched an episode with him. I hated it. Awful show. So, what does JAG stand for? Uh, Judge Advocate General. Judge Advocate General. Well done, well, both of you. Mm. You're awarded no points, but you get you get cool <laughs> points on my end. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so right. got John. John got it right. Adam gave it to John. So John is passing a question to Adam. Yeah, all right. So we got movies and music, both of which we've done the 90s. And I'm too far behind, so I'm going to have to use a little bit of strategy and just hope for a little bit of luck. I'm going to give him music, again, like food, hoping I can steal it. And ladies and gentlemen, we're going to the 50s. Hey, ouch. <laughs> you have a shot. <laughs> so you're saying we have a chance. Absolutely. Uh, okay, <laughs> music from the 50s. Bugs. Spider Murphy and Sad Sack all feature in what chart topping hit from 1957? Gonna need that again. 
Bugsy, Spider Murphy, and Sad Sack all feature in what chart topping hit from 1957? Monster Mash. I really don't know. Monster Mash is not what I'm looking for. John, can you steal? It does sound familiar. And I'm trying to remember. I think there was a there was a kind of a, a not a novelty group, but the group had a couple of novelty songs. I think they were called the Coasters. They were the ones that did Yakety Yak, and I think they did another one that also named some ones. And I'm going to be upset if it ended up being Yakety Yak, but I'm going to go with their other one, which was Charlie Brown. Why is everybody always picking on me? Charlie Brown is not correct. Oh! <laughs> Bait and switch. I love it. He oh. was so in love. Oh. <laughs> uh, Chris, any, any guesses for this one? I was honestly, I wrote down uh, Yakety Yak, Don't Come Back, and I'm going to stick with, uh, I'm not going to come back from that answer. No. What if I said Sad Sack was sitting on a block of stone over in the corner weeping all alone? Nope. The warden yeah, no, said, no. hey, buddy, don't you be no square? Can't find a partner to use a wooden chair. It's Jailhouse Rock by Elvis Presley. Ah, okay. Oh, oh my okay. gosh. Wow. Okay, well. Right, so no points there and missing the steal. So we've got the final question in movies, which will be John's question. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we're staying in the 50s. 50s for movies. Okay, this 1951 movie was adapted from a Broadway production. It featured a stellar cast, including Vivian Lee, and was nominated for 12 Oscars, winning four of them. Name the movie. All right, well, hopefully, I think I know this, and at least it'll keep me from getting doubled, I believe. This is A Streetcar Named Desire. A Streetcar Named Desire is correct. Yep, well done. Yeah, good job. So that brings us to the end of round two. Uh, Chris... Can we get an update on the scores there, mate? Absolutely. And John has a chance. Adam is still in the lead with 100 to John's 60. 100 to 60. Right. So I suppose we'll need you guys to uh, each pick a category. Adam, since you're in the lead, you can pick first. Um, what do we want for your final final round question? Because I think I'm better than him at it, I'm going to go with sports. Sports. And Chris, what decade will that be from? Say that again. You roll the dice. Oh. What, what decade? Roll the roll the dice for that one. Uh, you had one I, job, Chris. I'm, I'm, <laughs> Technically, uh, two jobs. You also had to creep score. <laughs> uh, we're going to the seventies. Okay. Score from the seventies. And John, what would you like? Um, well, because I think I'm better than him at it. I'm going to go food. Yeah. All right. And food and love is the 80s. Excuse me. I'm sorry. No, that's the 70s. That's the, no, okay. no, wait. Hold on. Wait. Nope. Sorry. 80s. Yep. 80s. It was four. Math was is four. hard. Math is hard. <laughs> and reading is hard, obviously, clearly. But mm -hmm. remember, I'm from Florida. So, yeah, everything's hard. <laughs> exactly. Yes. We don't learn stuff here. But poor education system. Education. So, sports okay, 70s, so food 80s. So, Based on 70s sport and 80s food, uh, need you guys to write down your wages. All right, I'm good. I'm good. Okay, so let me find uh, 70s sport. 
1972 Munich Olympics had a lot going on. From the Black September Massacre to Mark Spitz setting seven world records to win seven gold medals, it also saw one of the most controversial basketball finals in history. The USA had appeared to win 50-49. to 49. However, match officials declared the final three seconds of the match had to be replayed and then replayed yet again. On the third attempt, which team scored a last-second victory to hand the US their first-ever Olympic basketball defeat? And food from the 80s. You might need the, uh, the, the editing bleep option for this question, but... <laughs> Celebrity bartender Dick Bradsell is said to have created this staple cocktail in 1983 when a young Kate Moss asked him to make her a drink that would wake me up and then f*** me up. He did this by mixing sugar, vodka, Tia Maria and a shot of bean juice, which is then shaken, not stirred. Dang, Simon. Kids. Think of the kids. Well, anyone Somebody think, think of, the of the children. Exactly. <laughs> Molly. So, well, uh, while our contestants are working that out, this is where they normally throw to uh, some sort of advertisement for uh, other podcasts. But neither me nor Chris has that. So go and check out the VPOP, the, the BFOP network website. There's a whole range of different podcasts to look at. Can't write about Seinfeld or even just the blast from our past that these boys do. Um, talking about their favorite TV shows, movies, music from the 80s and 90s. Maybe do a bit of homework for some upcoming questions. <laughs> Yeah, I highly recommend the episodes that I'm on because I was awesome. <laughs> yes, you were. Transformers episode. West Wing. Uh, West Wing, yeah, yes. West Wing American President episode. Those are two very good ones. Hey, could you please reread the questions? <laughs> I was just going to ask. I was just going to ask if you needed that. <laughs> uh, okay, so we had sport in the 70s. The 1972 Munich Olympics had a lot going on, like this question. From the Black September Massacre to Mark Spitz setting seven world records, it also saw one of the most controversial basketball finals in history. The US had appeared to win 50-49. to 49. However, match officials declared the final three seconds of the match had to be replayed and then replayed yet again. On the third attempt, which team scored a last-second victory to hand the US their first-ever Olympic basketball defeat? And food from the 80s, celebrity bartender Dick Bradsell is said to have created this staple cocktail in 1983 when a young Kate Moss asked him to make her a drink that would wake me up and then f*** me up. He did this by mixing sugar, vodka, Tia Maria and a shot of bean juice, which is then shaken, not stirred. Simon brought the thunder on, that la on the final mm -hmm. questions. Holy bleepity bleep. All right, I, I'm... No, 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 all right. No, I don't like that answer either. <laughs> um, Choose the other one. Yeah. All right, I, I'm... I'm in. I'm locked in. Unfortunately, the, one, in, John? the one subject about food that I'm the least knowledgeable in is cocktails. Me too. <laughs> yeah, these are probably two of the hardest questions I have on this whole thing. Unless... Unless you talk fruit cocktail, because uh, I'll, I'll down some uh, pineapple and cherry and grapes and mm -hmm. all that yummy stuff right there. Just, just don't put it on a pizza. Amen uh, to that. What the bleep? All right, I'm, I've got something. Don't sound too excited right. about John. <laughs> <laughs> well, who should we go to first? How, how is it we usually go with the person trailing. Yeah, typically the person trailing. trailing. Yep, so we need to go to all John. Right. 
So, John, what are your answers? All right. I actually think I remember reading about this when researching um, 70s sports questions. I could not remember exactly what, but I'm hoping the fact that you emphasized the word last, just because it starts with an L, led me to Lithuania. So that was my answer for that one. And unfortunately, I really could not come up with anything. The shaken, not stirred quote means this probably has the word martini in it. It's some sort of martini. I don't drink a lot. Um, I heard you say vodka, so I just came up with vodka cranberry because I had no other idea. Okay, so John with Lithuania and a vodka cranberry. I'm going to say martini on the end of that. Uh, Adam, what are your answers? I really wasn't sure on the sports one. I, you know, in the 72, I, I kind of had it between maybe the Soviet Union because, of course, they were very dominant in a lot of sports in general. So I thought maybe them. But I thought maybe Munich, uh, which was in West Germany at the time, maybe they kept doing it until they could win because, like, the home field advantage. So I ended up going with West Germany as my answer. And... I it, I agree that martini is definitely in it. I'm not a coffee fan, but I have heard of an espresso martini, so I'm going with espre- espresso martini. Okay, yet yeah, the bean juice in this martini is a shot of coffee. It is an espresso martini. And the 70s sport, you took the wrong side of the coin. It was <sighs> the opposite of the miracle on ice. It was the Soviet Union who managed to get that... Uh, mm. I say I, I say it in inverted commas last second because they they replayed it several times and that was the, a bit of a debacle. But um, it looks like no one got the full points on that, so it may come down to wages. Um, we, we're just seeing if Adam's gone for the prestigious two hundred club. Uh, what were the wages, guys? Um, I did not want to go out with zero, and in the event that Adam bet zero, I at least top him by ten. I bid fifty. Okay. okay. And I absolutely was thinking about the 200 club, but then I thought again, and I was assuming John would go all 60. I bid 20 in case to try and tie and go and force uh, Simon to do one more question. Ooh. So. <laughs> so because of wagers, the battle of the brothers, Adam is your winner, 80 to 10. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Woo! Go me. Nice go me. No, go Simon. Go Simon. Yeah, go Chris. Thank was- you, guys. That was uh, some great questions, Simon, for sure. So, uh, and, yes, and yeah. again, you could have hundred percent been mean and done nothing but Southern Equator questions, and you didn't. So, well done, good sir. Now, see, I think the thing is, a lot of this stuff is popular culture, and and popular culture is popular wherever it is in the world. And we we watch yeah. the same stuff and listen to the same stuff as you guys. Sometimes just a little bit later, but um, yeah, it's, it's all similar. <laughs> Well said, exactly. sir. Well said. T- 2010 is finally getting to New Zealand right now. <laughs> We're watching this great show called Friends. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. No, but awesome. you did a fantastic no, job. Great job hosting. No, thank you very much for that. It, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun to finally not lose on a, a quiz. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, all right. Well, uh, I suppose that wraps us up. Um, thanks very much, guys. I, I have had an absolute ball. Uh, thank you, Chris, for, for carrying my dead weight. Uh, you, you did an awesome job there, and you, you helped out a hell of a lot. Um, and, and as I said before, it's awesome to meet you know one of the OG trivia royalty yeah, podcasters. Yeah. Um, so thank you very much, guys. 
<laughs> Thank you, Simon. Uh, I'll throw on to uh, you two real quick. I'll just take over. Uh, Chris, anything you want to plug? Anything you want to say before we head out? Uh, again, just uh, John, Adam, I just I thoroughly enjoy hanging out with y'all. So this is great. And then a chance, get a chance to meet Simon just was an absolute pleasure and, uh, and totally doing that. Nothing to plug, but just again, uh, be kind to each other. Uh, hug your family members because uh, trust me, that's super important. And uh, and you know what? Play some trivia. This is fun stuff, man. And 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 don't cheat. Cheaters just that's just mean. <laughs> so just play some trivia and don't cheat. There you go. And thank you again, y'all. This was a blast. Absolutely a great time to hang out on a Friday night. So you guys are a good hang. Yep. Tons of tons of fun. Or, and I also or, want to reiterate. Saturday morning for Simon, excuse me. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> well, is it around noonish or so for you right now? Uh, it's about, it's just after one thirty now in the afternoon. Oh, wow. Okay. Dang. Okay. It's well, like you're on the other side of the world you. or something. Yeah. Holy cow. <laughs> Man. No, it's, it, it's, it's pretty good like doing this time slot for you guys because when I, I've started finally getting invites to go on um, Trivial Warfare and they're all at like. 3 a.m. and 5 a.m. over here, so that's going to take a bit of a commitment when I finally get the call up, but uh, yeah. There you go. That's right. Listen up, Australian and New Zealand people. We have better time slots on Throwback Trivia Takedown. You dang skippy, you do. (laughs) All right. All right, Simon, anything else you want to throw out there before we uh, close up shop? Uh, I I just might actually say hi to my girls, Taylor and Madison. This is probably one of the episodes that I'll force them to listen to and uh, try and, you know, give them some culture. After, um, after all the bad language, well, the innuendo. Even with that last question, <laughs> holy crap! Oh wait, it uh, is New Zealand, so there you go. Yeah, uh, yeah I, they 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 know all of the words. They just also know <laughs> not to use them. So, yeah. Uh, um, but no, also thanks to you guys for you know for running this and giving us the chance. And thanks to the the guys who do all of these sort of things. Like people say, oh, you know, we're only people, and don't be nervous and that. But you know. The likes of you guys and, and Trivial Warfare, Triviality, that sort of stuff, you're only people, but you're people that we will pay to listen to and we'll get up and listen to, and that's that's pretty important. And some days when you're just feeling rubbish, just being able to listen to people who have the same sense of humor and, and talk some crap is amazing. So, <laughs> so thanks to all of you guys who do this sort of stuff. No, that is awesome. We appreciate it. Uh, John, one of our contestants, anything you want to add? Yeah, so I just want to say... Adam and I are lazy. <laughs> so if you listen out there really want to write your own game for Adam and I to play against, even if we even if Adam and I don't play against, you just want to you want to write your own game to host, yeah. hit us up. It's that's one less thing we have to do, honestly. Uh, as long as we're not doing the tur- the, the tournament, uh, I say hit us up. We'll more than likely probably let you uh, host host a game. If that means we don't have to write a whole slew of <laughs> trivia questions. Honest to God, that's the best plug I've ever heard in my life. Well done, sir. Well done. (laughs) He's very honest. But uh, thank you, guys. We appreciate every single one of you and everybody listening out there. So uh, for Simon, for Chris, for John, I'm Adam. And this was another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head-to-head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown.
like comic books? Me too. Hi, I'm John. Join me over at the Comics Underground podcast, where I invite guests to discuss their favorite comic books, graphic novels, manga, and more. Go to bfopnetwork.com for more info or find me on your favorite podcatcher. I'll see you there.